This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. Sona, how's your sock drawer looking? It's messy. There's a lot of single socks. Yep. I think it's time for a little spring cleaning. Oh. <laughs> Check out Bombas. Once you try a pair, you'll never look at socks the same way again. I should know. I like my Bombas. Their spring collection has new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. My feet have never been to a party. <laughs> They've so got sad. stripes and florals and new vintagey colored rib socks. You know, when I'm wearing Bombas, I feel like my feet are being caressed okay. and cared for in a way they never have been in my life. Hmm. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash Conan and use code Conan for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash Conan and use code Conan at checkout. <laughs> My name is Adam Sandler, and I feel stunned about being Conan O'Brien's friend. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walking blues, climb the fence, books and pens, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Hey there, and welcome to a very special episode of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Uh, today I'm talking to someone I've known for a really, really long time. And the truth is we are friends. We've, we've known each other since we both got started way, way, way back in the day. And uh, so today, a conversation uh, with a good friend of mine. Adam Sandler. You know, we have been friends for a really long time. Yeah. I met you uh, when you came to Saturday Night Live. I was working there. Yes. And I remember you. You and Odenkirk and Me, Smigel. Odenkirk, Smigel, and Greg Daniels all like shared one back part of the office. Yes. And you would come in. Mm -hmm. uh, Very cocksure. You, okay. I wanted, this is exactly what I wanted to talk about. You are the most confident young man I've ever met in my life. Yes. And I, I admire that. Thank you. It was just just sheer drive and a little, uh, mostly stupidity. That made me that way, but I was. I was, yeah, certainly went for a laugh. I was competing with Farley, by the way. Yes. I remember thinking, I envied you so much because uh, <laughs> I'm a little old, I'm a couple of years older than you, but I was still young. But it took me years and years and years and years to grow my confidence. Just years and years and years. And you came out of the gate confident and you had the goods. But I remember thinking, how do you, how do you get that? How do you come from, know, you know, I, uh, being this kid from this town in New Hampshire, right, right over the border to, yeah, I got this. I got this. This is what it's I should funny. be doing. How do you, how did you, where did Man. that come from? Is that your dad? Is your mom? Who? Well, my dad and mom always were very, you know, telling me I was good at stuff. They were, and then they always loved me and had my back. I, they, they, they talked about how good I could be. At things, you know, my father was definitely gave me, uh, you know, realism of my what I'm not good at too. But mm -hmm. but they definitely uh, told me, you know, you could do this, you could play guitar, you could play, you could sing, you can, you know, you can't dance. So I would try to dance a little bit to be the triple threat that my grandmother said I should be, and then they said to eliminate the dancing. And, <laughs> Concentrate on the. So you lost the dance. Yeah, I lost the dance. Uh, I. Uh, but I was nuts. I was certainly. 
And I think it was just, I told so many friends in New Hampshire when I left to be a comedian that I was going to be huge. I said, I'm going to be huge, man. I'm going to be huge. And I would put myself in a corner, like, it's getting bigger. People are starting to notice, and no one was noticing really, but I was like saying all this stuff to my hometown kid buddies that how how, uh, everyone's talking about me, and they weren't talking about me, but I I just put some weird thing in my head, like, I got to get this done, man. See, I heard a story. There's a friend of mine witnessed this. Yeah. A stand up comedian, uh, Ron Richards, a guy I knew from years and years and years ago when I was first starting out. And Ron Richards told me that he was in a club when Eddie Murphy was just starting out. Uh-huh. And nobody showed up that night. No, there was no one in the audience. And all the other comics were pissed and angry. And this is, you know, saying, this is ridiculous, fuck this. And they all, a lot of them left. Ron Richards stuck around. Eddie Murphy went out, I don't know if he was like 17, 18, right. and did his whole set for no out one. there for nobody. Uh-huh. And when I heard that story, I was thinking about that story the other day, and I thought, I think Adam would do that. I think you yeah. would just be one of those people that like, or if there's one person in the audience, I'm going out there and doing it because I'm going places. I got stuff to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what they're, they've come to see. That's funny. It takes a level of confidence that, and in your ability to be able to say to your friends in New Hampshire, I didn't say anything to anybody. Oh, really? No, I never said, hey, keep your eye on me. This kid's going places. I always kept my cards close to my chest. Sure, I like Uh, that better. That's the better place to be. Yeah, I I, I know I did it out of fear and hedging my bet. Like, I don't want to be later on to have flamed out and have people say, what happened? But that's the smarter way to do it. That's why I'm saying I was kind of stupid. I had a big mouth. I, I would say you know, make comments about myself when I was so young. I was 17 when I started, and I was just telling people when I went to NYU my first year, I would tell my friends, like, yeah, we're picking up steam. People are starting to... And, uh, Who's I, we, by the way? I, I, That's the other thing. Is you, the, what I love about this is that you have an entourage in your mind, you know? <laughs> Me and the Sandman are picking yeah. up steam. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. We that. are going places. <laughs> Who? Did you see? There's going to be other guys here soon. Just have a lot of seats available for me and all of us. But yeah, I, I don't know, Conan. I was psychotic because I do remember... Um, Telling Lauren when I was with, with you in the first couple of weeks right. and sitting down, you know, you first get yep, the show yep. and then you sit down and talk to Lauren. I remember telling Lauren, hey, I'm going to be huge. And, and he was staring at me like I was nuts. I was like, you know, I was gonna, I'm going to be the next Eddie. And I, I just I came with a big mouth. And, uh, you know, my, I, was, I, I was just hanging out with a bunch of comedians before and they were like, you never, my act was never cocky. I was never cocky. No. But I, my, uh, my, I don't know, I positioned myself in my head. I got to do this. I got to do that. I gave myself a uh, ultimatum or something. So, And my father, I remember, used to say, if you don't make it by 23, uh, or he gave me an age, he goes, you, you'll come work for me. And uh, I remember- What did your dad do for- I, he, I met uh, your dad and I knew your dad, but I don't- What did he do? Electrical contracting. Okay. He did that in, in, in Massachusetts, in Western Mass. And, uh, and I remember going, okay, good, I have that. And uh, but then I and then I would start going. Oh, twenty three! I better hurry up. I got to get this done before I I, I I I wasn't upset about having to work electrical contract. I thought I I didn't even think about that. I was just more upset about having to tell the guys in New Hampshire I didn't make it. So that's right. why I was like, I got to really figure this out quick. I had a time ticking in my head. I'm gonna put this in context because. At the time, there were all these other young people that came in, funny, talented young people, and um, people would think of them as being hyper-confident now, but at that time, they weren't. Like, I have a very clear memory of Chris Rock, Mm -hmm. and Chris Rock, when he showed up at SNL, was very quiet Mm -hmm. and very kind of, you know, tentative and... And he'd come around at night and he wasn't sure he had the right idea. And he would, he would, he would peek his head in and go, Hey guys, what are you working on? You know, he wasn't the Chris Rock that we know now. Right, right. He had the talent, but he hadn't built up that confident stage persona that that he needed. Uh, Spade was another guy who was walking around kind of asking people, what are you guys working on? Anybody have any ideas for me? Okay, I'll go away now. Right, Hope right. I didn't offend anybody. Yeah, you know, they were nice. They yeah. were well. Uh, you know, they were they were testing the ice to see if it would. And and you, right, right. Uh, were incredibly different. You were very. You know, you knew what you had. 
you weren't worried about it or you didn't let us think you were worried about it. Right, right. Yeah, I don't even think I was worried about it then. I'm, I worry more now about, oh man, what do I got to do? If I take a part in a movie, I'm terrified that uh, I'm not going to do something right. But back then I was like full steam and just, uh, I, I remember when you uh, wrote the um, that update for me about the vacation, a guy, a guy who... Uh, I don't remember. I did. Man. I did this thing where I was a travel uh, critic or something, mm-hmm. and just talked about going to hotels and never leaving the hotel. Oh my god! Okay, and you wrote okay. that all for me, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> I couldn't believe it because I couldn't write like you, and and it was my first year, and that was one of my. I think that was like wow. my first uh, update. Wow. Okay. And you you wrote this giant hilarious piece, and I. That kind of influenced in the way I, I started writing for myself, a little odd, a little weird uh, uh, endings on jokes that seemed like they were going to go one way and they went the other way. You you influenced me there, but but um, I didn't kill with that, but I, that started making me go, okay, that's that's the style of comedy I want to do. Yeah. Can we do another take where he says it did kill? It really did kill. <laughs> <laughs> it only didn't kill because of me. You, your stuff was the best because uh, yeah, I yeah. remember Downey loved it. Everybody loved it. But I, uh, I was not, I was nervous out there. You know, it's interesting. You mentioned taking parts in movies. Uh, everyone listening to this right now knows, I mean, you've been doing comedy uh, at this uh, hyper successful level for so long. One of the points that's always fascinated me is you are an excellent actor. You really are a terrific actor. And you told me, you were sitting in my office one night and you told me you loved me, which was a different thing we'll talk about later. (laughs) We kissed a little, remember when we kissed a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. And you put your hand on the nape of my neck and I was like, okay, well, there was that. No, you told me, you told me, you said, yeah, my hero, the person who I... I kind of wanted to be growing up was James Caan. All right, yeah. You told me that. And at the time I remembered not understanding, like James Caan, you mean from The Godfather? And, right. And I'm, and I'm trying to equate him with this really young, super goofy guy. Right. And then <clears throat> I want to say about a month ago I'm flipping channels and I saw this 1970s movie, I think where he played a, an assassin and you know it's he's with Robert Duvall and he plays an assassin and they the, they turn on him and then he goes after the guys that turned on him. Uh-huh. One of these movies and it's classic 1970s James Caan and I'm looking at it and I'm like I get it. That's funny that you have this intensity when I've seen you play serious roles. You don't have to say much, but the eye goes to you and you really know how to do it. That's cool. I I, I love them and I, I don't know if I told you I just moved out here. And I was on the Paramount lot. Oh, I worked with MTV. And yeah. they were doing Unplugged on the Paramount lot, I, I think. This, this story might be off, but um, they're doing Unplugged. Somebody's playing there, some giant band like uh, Nirvana or so, somebody cool. And I went to see him. And as I'm going there, I see James Caan. It's before Nirvana. It's because I was, yeah. young. I was like 22. And uh, I'm walking to go see him. Uh, whoever the band is, and I see James Caan, and he's in the misery makeup. Yep. And he's got all this bruised up face and all made up and stuff, and I see him, and somebody goes, that's James Caan. I go, and I'm walking, I'm like, holy cow, I'm about to meet James Caan, because I'm walking past him, and I said, hey, uh, Mr. Caan, and he's nice, and he looked at me, and I go, hey, I just moved out here, I'm going to be an actor. And he goes, uh, oh, 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 good luck, that's great. And I said, my uh, grandmother, because my grandmother used to say it too. She said, I said, my grandmother thinks I'm going to be the next you. And he goes, oh, you don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. Man, I guess because he was Jewish too. Uh, it connected with me like he wanted to be a, a, a representative. Well, t- uh, he's he's Jewish. Uh, he's tough. He's right. a badass. Yeah. Want, and, and he's the coolest guy in the room. Mm-hmm. And I think he slept with the most... Consecutive Playboy Playmates. Oh, is that right? I think he has the record. That's fun. I could, you know, I just want to put that out there. James Kahn, <laughs> feel free to call in. I wish it was a call-in show. <laughs> call in if I'm wrong, but I think he has the record for, uh, I think he lived at the Playboy Mansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just kept, uh, it's consecutive months. He just kept getting under his belt. That's funny. So, yeah. One of the few guys who, when Burt Reynolds would hear you at the mansion, he'd be like, all right, call me when he's not there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to settle down a little bit. Is a, oh, here's what I want to say. 
the Netflix stand-up special is one of the finest pieces of work. Uh, I was so happy for you. It is so well put together. Oh, it's so beautifully put together as a stand-up special, but I love the way it cuts from rehearsal to yeah, yeah. massive arena to tiny space again, effortlessly. Uh, and you're having a really good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That felt to me like that must have been a labor of love. It was. It felt, it's like you right now, I'm sure, being on the road yep, again. I love it. We were, you know, older than we were. Back then, I don't know if I appreciated it as much because I was so much about, uh, you know, when I was 23, 24 on the road, I was like just trying to get stuff done, I guess. Yeah. Now I'm on the wrong, I was on the road. I still try my hardest. I didn't want to do good stuff, but it was, it's, Less of like, oh man, if I do this, then I'll get that. I, I was more just in the moment more and enjoying being on stage and trying to write jokes all night long. It was fun again. Like I would be three in the morning and I'd be writing stuff down on my phone, what I thought was funny at that moment. Right. And just trying it out that night. And uh, and that special was definitely a lot of work. Worked worked hard putting it together, right? Yes, you so, can tell a lot of work went into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 so many songs... Yeah, I think the special is, I mean, maybe 50% music. Yeah, yeah, uh, maybe. And really enjoy the stand-up, but then these those songs are all uh, new, I think. Yes, yes. Yeah. And uh, some of them feel like they would take a lot of work to learn how to perform them effortlessly. Like there's some really... There's oh, the, yeah. what's the song? I need my, my keys, my, my phone wallet keys. My phone yeah, that, wallet was, keys. that was tough. That and was tough and to I'm looking that at thing. that and I'm thinking like, okay, that would take... I wouldn't never. I would never memorize that. Right, I would try yeah, and yeah. try and try yeah. and get it wrong. It would be scary to do in front of a lot of people. I, oh my god, yes. I I would actually skip that one a lot. Like I'd look back at Dan Bula, the uh, uh, piano player, who's on, great. By the it way, was great. Yeah. You guys click really well. We did did it for like two and a half, three years. Ran around together and got to know each other. I love him. He wrote a song that uh, he wrote. Phone while the keys, by the way. Yeah. And uh, he also wrote a song that I played on your show about my old chair and giving away my old chair. I did, I, I did yep. it like two years ago. Yeah. And um, I said to Sandy Warnick, my manager, who you know was very goofy, I said, I'd, oh, I'm thinking of doing stand-up again. I'd love to have somebody young to hang out with to try to help me out writing stuff. And he said, I, he sent me Dan's tape and he played that song, and, um, the my old chair song. And... Um, and I just thought the kid was funny as hell. And then I started hanging out with him and we would do the stuff together um, and write jokes. And this other kid, Paul Sato, he wrote a, a movie uh, called The Cobbler that I was yep, in. He yep. did that with Tom McCarthy. And I told him I was thinking of getting stand-up going again. So the three of us did a lot of stuff. That's great. You're uh, mixing it up. You can tell you're working with different people. You mixed it up. You go out there and um, I love seeing the process of you assembling it. And then uh, you're clearly having fun. There's one song we were mentioning. An old, it was an old lady, an old lady, and you oh, point to the, the crowd, hero, yeah, and then they, yeah, and 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 you cut, you point to this old lady, <laughs> grandma, and, and grandma, and there's an old woman in the crowd, and the camera got her and stayed with her, I and you guys relentlessly it. keep the camera on her, <laughs> and she doesn't know what's happening. She's uh, <laughs> really, that was amazing luck, man. Uh, uh, that lady was um, the guy who owned the place, Jamie. Yeah. Uh, his is the Hayworth Theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it was his, his grandma was at the show and he said, do you mind if my grandmother watches? She likes you. I said, it's really filthy, man. He's like, no, she she likes you. You get stuff. that? I, I, I get, uh, this is the Dynasty Typewriter Theater, that place? Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, I've, I've, been, I've been down there. I, I have to tell you, I get so nervous for my audience if i'm going to do a show oh yeah uh and <clears throat> you know the show that i'm doing now is pretty clean but some of the comics work pretty blue i'm pretty clean but you know yeah it happens. but 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 it's just they're hilarious and they're doing some blue stuff and some of it can be pretty filthy and they're talking about real stuff right and uh just before the show every now and then people will come to me in the green room or the, the dressing room and it'll be like this is uh o'connor it's your wife's parents, oh, yeah. oldest friends, the Ditherworths. Right, and they'll come right. by and they'll be like, we just came by and we oh, bought tickets yeah. and we're going to be right up front <laughs> when the girl sings about abortion, you know, and you're, you're, 
and I'm horrified and I want to protect them and get I them know, out of there. And man. I'm worried the whole time and you uh, can't do that. And then sometimes afterwards they're just like, oh, I love the girl with the abortion. You know, they, <laughs> know, they will. Know. That's funny, man. I, I'm, it, if I hear the wrong persons in the crowd, I'll have times where I'm ready to Right. I'm in a good mood. You know how you find yourself yep. in the right mood? Yep. You're like, oh, I'm going to be good tonight because I'm, I'm feeling like uh, myself and nothing's yep. making me nuts. And then all of a sudden somebody goes, so-and-so is here. And you're just like, and your whole mood changes. Yep. I get like that because of what I'm talking about. And uh, I don't want to know who's I don't there. like no one either. Yeah, right. I, I, I used to be so nuts that when I was first doing stand-up, I would never look out before the, I'd hide before a show. You know, it wasn't like a famous thing. I was just like, I don't want to see who's there. I would look into the lights while I was on set. I didn't want to know who was not laughing or laughing, who was judging me. And now I'm so happy. I literally will meet the crowd before the, I'll I'll get so anxious to meet them. The lights are still up while they're filing in and I'll walk out and be like, here we go. And they'll be like, is that Adam? Oh, wow. I wouldn't do that. I'm weird. I'm weird. It makes me feel more comfortable. I'm superstitious about seeing them beforehand, but I'm curious when you watch your own Netflix special, there's a camera that's showing these massive audiences, massive. Yeah. You know, it just looks like there's a couple, there's thousands of people in there. Right. Now you can see someone in, way in the back go decide to go use the bathroom. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I know me. Yeah, I'm like I'm that. crazy enough that I'd be like, really? Yeah, oh, yeah, that easy, yeah. You can't hold it in? I know. For me? I know. You can't, you, that's how crazy I am. Yeah, I'm, oh, really? I'm, you, where are you going? I, when someone gets you, up yeah. and leaves and goes, I mean, there's a bunch of places I've played where they can go and get drinks in the lobby. Right, yeah. And I'm just like, really? Now you're getting you, the you, drink. You need, a, you need a Michelob light right now? I used to bring uh, Norm, Spade, Schneider, uh, Swartzen, all these guys on the tours, and they would do long e- e- each time, and, and they were doing 20 25 minutes each. And then when I got up there, the crowd was so uh, needing to go to the bathroom that I, it, would, it would throw my rhythm off. And you first. became their bathroom break. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just like makes you crazy. Exactly. But you know what's funny is no one understands. They they don't think Adam Sandler would ever think about that. They oh, think you're in a different place. They I don't know. know. Yeah. You are going to notice. Well, it's it's. I wish, I wish we could handle it better the nights i nights I, i'm light about it i'm funnier the nights that i get tense and jumpy i had a manager when i was like 19 and i was at the comic strip and i was on stage and he saw me do well and then he came back a week later he brought people to see me and i did i didn't do well i i ate it like for 10 straight minutes and uh i i came off and i was like on this crowd blah 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 and he said, uh, "You didn't. Uh, you didn't seem like you were last week. Last week, it looked like uh, you were having fun up there. You were getting mad. Uh, you were yelling at that person for doing something. And and uh, and I was very sensitive back then. If I saw a crowd member not enjoying, if I got a laugh with the, uh, you know, most of the crowd, and somebody didn't laugh, I'd, I'd always jump on that guy. What's the matter, buddy? You all right? Can I get you something? You know, I was psychotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so much easier." Just to ignore it and let that guy come to you eventually. And uh, the nights I do that, it's a great show. The nights I can't do that. I mean, there. when you do these giant theaters or giant arenas and stuff, and they pay the most uh, to be in the front row, yep. a lot of times they're not your, your best audience. No, member. no. And, and that's the only ones you see, and you're so mad at these guys for just being stiff, and they're mad at you for charging so much money for those seats. <laughs> so there's a little... Uh, there's a little friction. We do a thing. I did a show. Uh, I, I do a show, and I'm sure you've had this too, where people, they pay a lot extra to have a meet and greet. Mm-hmm. I really want to meet, you know. Yeah. And so you meet with them. And then I was doing a show. I forget where we were. Sona, where were we? I forget where we were, but we did a show recently, and someone stood up in the crowd. It was in the Midwest. And she stood up, and she said, I've always wanted to meet you, but I didn't want to pay money for that meet and greet. And so I jumped off the stage and walked past all the people that had paid. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and I gave her a hug uh-huh. and the whole crowd was like, yeah, uh-huh, fuck yeah. those people. Yeah, oh, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. thinking, in this is weird way, I'm having my cake and eating it too. Right, right. Because those people paid <laughs> to say hi to me. Yeah. And now I'm totally telling them yeah. that was not necessary. <laughs> I would have done it. All you had to do was, <laughs> wait, was stand up in the middle of the show or wait in the parking lot. 
and oh, I will yeah, spend yeah. 20 minutes with you, you because would, I'm a very needy. <laughs> I like, I no, like you're people. decent. I'm a decent, decent. Man. You're from the same school as me. If you make eye contact with me and you look like you need to talk, I'm, I'll go, yes. What is it? My kid last night, I, was, I brought Sadie. You can't get mad at your kid for making eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Don't look at me. Call Sandy Wernick if you have a problem. <laughs> no, no, no. So last night. I went to the Laker game. It was her first time sitting there, and I brought her, and we had a great time. And then after the, the game, I was leaving, and people were wanting to take my picture and stuff, and I took a few. And then I knew I had to get her home for school, so I started uh, passing people. And she, my kid would get so upset, just like, that man wants to take your picture, Dad. I'd be like, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. I, I got to get going. No, no. And she was getting upset, so I had to stop and take she was being my conscious a little more, just saying, get, you know, take the picture, get, make that person happy. Yeah. Whatever. My son, what he does is he photobombs all of them. Uh-huh. And that's his way of saying, I own this. Oh, you know, that's like good. I, which I think is actually pretty clever. Uh, I'm bringing this up because you mentioned uh, getting angry. I noticed a long time ago that it's in, your, it's in your comedy through all your movies and through a lot of your act, the character that just suddenly loses it. Right, you know? right, yeah. And I thought, yeah. It's interesting to me that you you have a temper. You right, have yes, you yeah. have you have a temper, and you kind of turned it into this. You use it. You yeah, use yeah, yeah. it. Um, you know whether it's it's any of the characters you played in movies or a lot of them. You can tap into it, and right, it's, yes. and then when you did Punch Drunk Love, I thought, yes, this is that's a side of you. You're able to embody both of them. I think that's why people like you so much is you're confident, but you're also kind of act meek. Right, right. You yes, know, and you sure. you keep your lips very close together and you talk <laughs> and you look down and your jokes make fun of, you make fun of yourself a lot, but you're also incredibly over the top confident and you've got both at the same time. And I think you've also got that thing where you're nice and you're sweet, but you've got a temper. Yeah. And I'm yeah. curious, like, and sometimes I, I think like, oh, I, I wonder if that comes from having a 70s dad yeah, yeah. Like we had seventies dads. We didn't have, and you t- you touch on this a little bit in your special because I've okay. thought about this a lot. You talk about something that I've joked about too, which is they want us in school all the time. Right, right, right. Yeah. To be with our kids, and you call it. You got to be here for Happy Tuesday. Yeah, for right, fudge, right, right. You got to right. be here. For, and and we were talking about how our dads were never at school. Right. Yeah. Because your dad, my dad, yeah. if they came to school. It was a problem. Right, right. Exactly. They weren't there to make fudge with us. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you've tapped into that kind of, my my dad had a temper and has a temper and right. your dad probably had a temper and yes. we have tempers. And I don't know if that's going away now or what. I think, I, I mean, the biggest thing I got from my dad, my dad's temper was a little little stronger than mine. Like, but, but the thing he did that I... I'm calming down, but I, I've always had it was I quick to snap and go crazy full throttle, and then it would go away, and we were back to normal. My father used to yell at us in the house and scare the hell out of us, but then, you know, two minutes later, we were sitting having lamb chops and having a good time again and that kind of thing, and I... uh I I, I I do that in my movies a lot. I mm-hmm. expect the audience to be okay with me snapping. Oh, yeah. And then being okay. Well, they actually, they like it. I mean, yeah, that's they, the thing they, is we, whether right. it's in anger management, it's in, I mean, you've done all these movies where you yeah. lo- lose it and it's seeing you fight your temper. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. It's really funny. You're about to blow. you right. got to kind of keep it together. All right. And then you completely lose it, right, and right. it's enjoyable. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, for the yeah, I guess you're building an up enough that the audience says, "Okay, you, know, you can let him have it." Uh, but <laughs> yeah, in real life, I'm getting better at that, Conan. Trying to not snap quite as much. Okay, we'll see what happens. We're here at your production offices, and I walked in, and everyone they're all nervous out there. They're right? super nervous. They don't want to make eye contact with you. A lot of young people out there who love you, man. They were so excited you were coming here. Well, that's nice. Yes, yes. We we uh, we were part of their lives. These children that work at the companies now. It's weird, isn't it? Yes, yes. This kid out there was saying he had a uh, he sent away for a Conan audience. T-shirt from when he was really young, and he was going to wear it in front of you. And then he got started feeling like he was going to be humiliated. But it's it is funny that these. these I would have uh, I would have ripped him a new one. 
<laughs> no, I would have, uh, I would have, um, would have been fun to see. I would have been, no, I'm, I'm always touched when someone, there's also what I, I don't know. You must get a kick out of this. You get this all the time when people come up and they've, I really like their work. They're funny. They're comedians. And they're, I really look, I kind of look up to them. I think they're great. And they, and they say, Oh, you know, you, you must meet people all the time that got into the business because of they're watching you. And then now they're in the business. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's the best. Now yeah. you're James Caan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're like, oh, aim higher, kid. Yes. Don't do what I did. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm a mess. <laughs> Don't be me. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. <laughs> Wait for this break. It's going to be one of our best breaks ever. <laughs> time for a segment conan o'brien pays off the mortgage on his beach house yes this is where i get the word out on some products uh, yes i am paid for that word and then i use that money to desperately pay down this massive mortgage i took out what about me why don't you pay me i pay you i pay you in foodstuffs i gave you fresh eggs uh, a couple of weeks ago <laughs> i gave you True story or not? That's a true story. I gave you... Fresh eggs. I did. Eggs. I've given you radishes. From a, a big basket of radishes. That's not payment. Well, for most of man's history, yes, that was payment. For 99% of man's history in that timeline, you have been paid. I can't pay my rent with it. No. Isn't that tragic? <clears throat> you got to talk to your landlord about that. Because that's good barley I gave you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So no, where else can you go surfing and skiing the same day, huh? I don't know. Or check out a world-class art museum and then camp at a dark sky sanctuary that night, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah, where else can you hike through Redwoods and then get a luxury spa treatment? Where? Well, you live there. California. <laughs> California, Sona. No matter where California. you go across the state, you'll find a way to play. I'm a California resident, so are you. Sona, you are a lifelong California resident. I'm a lifer. I love this place. This is a beautiful state. Gorgeous. So many different, wonderful ecosystems in one state. You can hang out by a Palm Springs pool. You know, you can go whale watching. You can go hiking in Yosemite. And then uh, talk about the great cities in California. You get all this amazing food, sushi, whatever you want. They got it in California. Hey, if you can't find it in California, man, you got a problem. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I made that up on my own. Anyway, I love California. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. On the way in today, Sona, I was thinking about just how much has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid... We were all dancing the jitterbug and the Watusi. Okay. And then you grow up now and there's mosh pits and everything's gone <laughs> cuckoo. There's this new thing called rap. I don't know what's <laughs> happening anymore. But guess what? In a world full of change, there's one thing that hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. The great taste of Miller Lite. Are you with me on oh, this? Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. And you know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less Filling. Yeah. I hate a filling beer. Yeah. When I have a filling beer, I just want to sit down in a beanbag chair for six days, but not oh. with Miller Lite. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Mm -hmm. Back in 1975, the big debate in America was what's more important, that it, it's less filling Miller Lite or it tastes great. Yeah. The cool thing is when we all realized it's both. Okay. It's less filling and it tastes great. Yeah, right. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste. Only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and it's less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Conan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Yeah. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. If most people are being honest, no one really knows what you do for work, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, especially if you're in a, what I like to call B2B. Oh, you know? what, what is that? I'll explain. Okay. That's a business doing business with other businesses. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I call it B2B. It's a little thing. It's also, uh, it's a boy band I'm working on. 
Anyway, fortunately, LinkedIn has a network of professionals who get what you do and you can reach the right people who matter most to your company because they're LinkedIn. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. LinkedIn has over, this is the fun part to say, one billion members. Are you serious? Yeah. That's not that's more people than are on Earth because there are people on the moon using it and Saturn. <laughs> That's one over 1 billion members on its platform, including 70 million decision makers. God, I'd like to meet a decision maker. Since LinkedIn <laughs> members are regularly updating their work history, you can precisely build a target audience by job title, industry, company, and more. Man, you can reach the right people for your, I'm going to say it again, B2B business with LinkedIn ads. Yeah. Gets even better because LinkedIn will give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Hmm. There you go. Just go to LinkedIn.com slash Team Coco to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash Team Coco. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. And we're back. We actually here didn't take any break. No, you don't need it. I just didn't. Uh, I really paused for a second, but you heard a commercial or something. Just but, enough. Uh, you know, you did something in the, in, in the Netflix stand-up special, which again, I really loved. And then you did this thing that totally took me by surprise. I wasn't expecting it. You did this song about Chris Farley yeah. and it got to me. It's a beautiful song and it's funny. And I wasn't ready for that. Right. And yeah, yeah. which is, which I applaud you for. Because I couldn't wait for you to hear it, by the way, Conan. Man, I that, saw you. I saw you at something. And I said, "I'm doing the thing. You're gonna like it, Cone. You're gonna really like the ending." You probably don't remember that, but I was psyched for you to see because I knew how much I, you loved Chris. Yeah, he was one of the first. I I've uh, mentioned this to people before, but he was. Uh, remember when if you had to get a when when people came in, they had to meet with Lauren in his office on you know right above the stage, mm -hmm, right, and yeah. uh, Lauren would keep them waiting. Because uh -huh. he was always busy. Right. I remember coming in one day and there was this big, round, blonde-haired kid with his hair combed down. Right. And he was bobbing back and forth in his chair. Uh -huh. And his jacket didn't fit. And he was waiting to meet with Lauren. Uh -huh. And it was Chris. Uh -huh. And Odenkirk introduced me to him because Odenkirk right. knew him from Second City. Yeah. And so I said hi and we giggled and goofed around a little bit. And then I had to go. And then I came back like the next day and he still... I mean, I think he waited a couple of days oh, to meet right, with Lauren yeah. and he's bobbing in his chair. And so I was like, hey, you want a tour? And he was like, yeah, yeah. And then I took him on a fake tour. I just walked around uh -huh. and I was like, see that guy holding that boom over there? That's old Boomy. We call him Boomy Joe. And it was all <laughs> bullshit, you know? Yeah. See that, see those, hey fellas, you know, good to see you. That's Squanto and Pronto. And it wasn't their names. And, and <laughs> I was walking around and he got that right away and he was cackling and then he was doing it. Uh, yeah. And we were just goofing around like kids. Yeah. And then he did, I think, very quickly, uh, Downey wrote the Chippendales thing. For oh, yeah. And then he blew up. Yeah, that was a superstar immediately. After yeah. The, him and Patrick Swayze being Chippendale dancers. And that was, uh, I remember watching that, you know, yeah. like from under the bleachers and going, oh, you know. Yeah, okay, that was it. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but I wasn't prepared for um, all that footage and how... Yeah. There's footage of you, how young you were. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got him on my show. I saw that footage. I wasn't yeah, prepared for that. that. I'm best. like, oh my God, we were just kids. I know. You looked so young in that. I, I, I tell you, I was doing Farley song on the road, just me and guitar and piano and singing it. And it was, people liked it and they connected with it. And I, and then we were talking about, should we show images just to, to really bring in? you know, yeah. Chris to life. And then we were arguing back and forth, like, well, we've been doing it without it. I don't know why we need to. And then we started looking at footage of Chris and we were like, oh my God, it's just so much fun to remind the audience how, how great the guy was and how sweet he was. And, and, uh, yeah, I felt, I felt the same that him on your show makes me, when he covers his face and he's, he's flirting with somebody, I forget. We were flirting with Chris and I pretended to. Was it Elizabeth Shue or? I think it was that. We did another bit once where Chris and I, I'm interviewing Chris, and then we noticed two attractive pages uh, over by the doors. And of course, we do that stupid old Three Stooges thing where 
we cut to the door and we had pre-taped Chris and I dressed as <laughs> All right. yeah, pages yeah. and yeah. we're doing that really corny, like, yoo-hoo <laughs> and uh, with f- finger waves, you know, <laughs> finger waves, like, hello, sweet. And uh, Chris was like, oh, I like the one on the left because he's attracted to the one that's him. And right, right, right. I'm attracted to the one that's me that freaked me out because it looked exactly like my mom. And, uh, <laughs> 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 but it was just, we- it was just, it was, uh, uh, Oh, it's really loved, hard to explain him to people, you know? What about how good of a guy about you? He was definitely, when he walked into the room, everybody just was like, okay, here he is, the man. And uh, But he just talked about you, Conan. He talked about Odie, and like, he cared about everybody else. Yeah, he's sweet. And they always gave it up to the other guys. Didn't think he was as funny as other guys. Which may have hurt him, actually. I think he could have used a little more self-esteem or something, you know. May- maybe. You know, maybe, yeah. uh, he, uh, he... But I, th- I think it was that, and also the fact that he was genuinely such a nice guy. He, I mean, you talk about having quick temper. He, yeah. was, he was there too. He, yeah, yeah, he, he, he was. Could, yes. He could snap. Yeah, he was. He could back it up too. He was really, uh, but he let it go quick and they would laugh his ass off at how right. upset he would get and he'd laugh at himself. And But, uh, anyways, he, he did like other people's stuff and he would run up to you if you did well on the show and be like, oh my God, Adzi, that was so funny. And he was so sweet. That's one of the sweet things I think about in comedy. There are people that uh, who are very talented, but they have a hard time giving it up. Sure. Know? And then there are people that really can give it up. And you always notice you and Farley are two people that were both are both souls that see something and just love it. And you can give it up. And that's a generosity, which is very unusual in comedy. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. It does. But you see a lot of... Comics are taking the measure of the other comic. Sure. It, it's a lot easier to, to be able to give it up. I, I'm, I think when I first started and when I was 18 and on stage and I saw some uh, other people killing, I definitely sat back like, holy shit. It wasn't. It wasn't that easy to go, that guy's way better than me. Like, I was very friend, friendly with Colin Quinn when I was young. Yep. He kind of taught me that, giving it up to other guys. I, um, I, was, I met Colin when I was sev- 17. He was hosting a show at the Paper Moon in the Village. He used to put me on stage, and, and, and like, they didn't like me there, but Colin used to kind of talk them into using me. And uh, he always would say, that was so funny when you said this, and yep, try yep. to give me confidence and stuff. And then I, I guess I was like, oh, yeah, that would feel good. And then I started doing that myself, but uh, for other comedians. But I get the thing the other way, too. You, you, you When you see someone kill with something, you can go, oh, shit, I better, get, I better get to work. It can inspire you. Can Actually. inspire you. Yeah, it should just inspire you, but it, it also can knock you back and go, oh, fuck, what have I been doing? I better figure this shit out. Right. I think you work harder than just about anybody I know. <laughs> I, you are always working really hard and you push yourself. Yeah. Um, where I, does that come from? Who's pushing you? No, I think myself, but I we've had great talks about calming down and I know it's healthy. You and I have had really good talks yes, about this, you, yeah. We, we, we late, late night talks... Uh, Maybe they see if I can take six months off and do nothing so I can just relax and, and uh, enjoy life. And like three weeks in, I started going, oh, man, I got to figure out what I'm doing. I, yeah. gotta, I just got to fi- I can't just sit and not think. I got to write stuff down or come up with what the next movie is or something. I just like it. Like I feel comfortable working. I got this will make you feel better. I had a nice conversation with. Bob Newhart, not podcast or anything. I just was hanging out with him. Right. I idolized the guy. Yeah. He's the man. And I'm talking to Bob Newhart. And he told me, yeah, I mean, uh, I think Bob Newhart is 89. Uh-huh. Might be turning 90. Uh-huh. And uh, he just said, uh, yeah, I, I was doing, you know, I took a little time off and uh, I wanted to take some time off because I've been doing a lot of clubs and, <laughs> and, and I've been in Vegas a lot. And so I took about two weeks off and, I was sitting there in the living room and my wife looked at me and said, you're going crazy, aren't you? And he said, yeah, he, yes, I am. <laughs> in that Bob Newhart way. And so he uh, said, yeah. so the next day I was on, on the plane. To, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, if he, I mean, yeah. it, there's no point. This is the thing you and I talk about is when are we going <laughs> to, is there some medication we can take? I know. Technically there actually is, I think. But yeah, yeah. is there a way that it can just, you know, 
Uh, why? What? What are we trying to do right now? I don't. I don't know. I, we, we just love doing it. Something we we I think we're good at. I, I I don't I don't understand why I keep wanting to to push and push and push. Uh, and I don't know why I can't sit still. When I sit still, like Thanksgiving, man, when the holidays come up, I am so nervous about yeah. my behavior and how I'm going to do at home and being there four days with my family and that I love them all so much, but I know I'm going to snap and I know I'm going <laughs> to, I can't handle the rules. The You're going to snap. It all. It's my your... mother was yelling at what I wear. and Okay, let's talk about that. <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. every year you come to my Christmas party. And I'm coming this year. Okay, let's give the address out in a second. <laughs> but I live, I live so close to you. If mm-hmm. I had a real arm, I could hit your your house with my house with a, with a baseball. Uh, but I, I can't. I can't really throw very far. But um, if I was like Dwight Evans and it was 1977, I could I could totally hit your, uh, your you house. could rooster it all exactly. Yeah. And um, so you live very close by. Yeah. First of all, I want to share one story where you know we live in this nice area. And it's LA where people don't, they don't go up and bang on each other's doors. No one does anything like that. And one day I'm watching, I think I was watching a Patriots game and there's really no one around. My kids are upstairs, but my wife is gone. And all of a sudden my buzzer starts going, and I was going crazy. And I, and so I open up the front door and from beyond the gate, I hear Cody, Cody. And this is like, there are, there are celebrity buses that go by that are looking for celebrities. And Adam Sandler is in the front of my house with his two kids. And he's like, Cody, Cody. And I open the door and he goes like, hey, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. How are you? And this is the thing you say, hey, buddy, to everybody. And what I've noticed is that I've seen you because our kids go to the same school. I've seen you with five-year-olds, five-year-old girls. Adam Sandler will walk up to an old man and go, hey, yeah, buddy. And then he'll walk up to a five-year-old girl and go, Hey, you buddy, you're looking good. Love you. Love you, buddy. And the kid just looks up like, what? Hey, you buddy, you're doing great. Good to see you. A fetus could just be born. Hey, you buddy. Good to see you, buddy. How are you, buddy? So you're outside my house and you're yelling and you've got your two kids and, and you like push back. You're like, hey, we're coming in. You come push past me. You come in. Your kids go right upstairs to play with my kids because they all get along. And you're like, what's going on, buddy? And I say, uh, well, come on, sit down for a second. You go like, I can't stay long. I can't stay long. You just came in. So I get you to sit down. I hand you a soda. We're there watching a football game for maybe five minutes. And then you're like, ah, kids. Kids, we gotta get out of here. We gotta get out of here. And so you get your kids down. Your kids come running downstairs, and their kids are like, "Daddy, Daddy!" And he goes, "I know when we're not welcome." That's <laughs> one of the funniest things. I think the whole running time was seven minutes. I know when we're not welcome, and then then I hear you, and then yelling, and then up the street. Absolutely hilarious. I go by your house every time I go by your house because we go bike riding in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Every time I pass your house, I scream, go then. <laughs> my, kids, my kids laugh every time. You go then. You've been in, I've been in like school assemblies where the parents are there and the kids are there. And, and I don't even know, like Adam's sitting way in the, I don't even know he's there. And then they'll say something like, oh, we're also looking for a volunteer who can come on pancake day on Saturday. And then I'll hear a voice in the back go, it's Conan. <laughs> <laughs> you do that stuff in front of like 800 right, parents. Man. We're done with that. No more elementary school together. I know. That hurts. I know. That but it's still, best. well, I wouldn't say it's the best. You say everything's the best. Nah, it's the best, buddy. You also, um, you will show up regardless of the event. It could be a funeral yeah. for a president. Yeah. And you will show up wearing uh, basketball shorts. Yes. Uh, giant balloon sneakers, uh, mismatched uh, T-shirt, yeah. and a balloon, uh, you know, vest of some kind, yeah. you know, puffy vest, yeah, and yeah. a hat on sideways. What's going on there? Uh, it's all about being comfortable. Uh, I, I think it stems from my mother making me dress nicer as a kid, and I hated it, and uh, I was itchy. I think it's all from not wanting to be itchy. Because you know, I you're <laughs> you I you're all, no one you're always welcome that way at my home. I just yes. sometimes I think that if you were say someday you won the Nobel Peace Prize for yes. comedy and yes. you were brought to Oslo and uh, and you got up on stage and all the people there were wearing like you know and you would be wearing a Lakers jersey or something yes. you know and I, I'm doing better. I uh, I think I, I'm trying to dress better on occasion. I did that 
Meyerowitz, we went to Cannes or Con, and I wore a tight suit, and yep. I was in a bad mood, but I wore it. You were in a bad mood? Well, I yes, but it was fun. But but I don't love being in a suit. You handle it every night. You don't like it, do you? Yeah, I'm not going to wear a suit anymore. Yeah, when we come back in January, I'm not going to wear a suit. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'll wear, I'll, I'll dress nicely, but I'm not going to wear a suit. I That's just, cool. I'm just like, no, I can't do it anymore. Is it, Are you going to do monologues up front? Not, I can't do long ones because I got less time, right. which I actually like. The whole theory is give myself less time and I might get better. I got to try something to shake it up. It's That's great. 25 years. So, um, so just kind of sh- sitting down and talking. I think we're going to, well, no, it, there's going to be comedy up front. I got to do comedy. Right. I want to do comedy, right. I, you know, but uh, I, I, I can't, I don't want to come out and stand there in a suit. Right, and right. say, oh, Trump. Right. You know, you hear what his acting director of foreign affairs said today? I mean, it's, right, I don't yeah. want to do it. So yeah, I got you. There's, we got plenty of people doing that. Yeah. No one yeah. needs me doing that. So well, you've done it. I'll make balloon animals or something. Well, I'm looking know. forward to it, Conan. It's going to be, but you're going to have one guest uh, uh, Just show? one guest. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be, uh, on Tuesdays, it's you. Uh, <laughs> it's going to affect your career a little bit. Not at all. You can't travel. <laughs> I'm just going to come in. You've got to come in. I'm fine with that. Just, you know. Uh, yeah. So what do you think? We can be happy? Can we be happy? Uh, I That's mean, the question is, can be. we be we're happy? Supposed, we are happy. We, we are. are very happy, me and you. And uh, we have a good time. We love, We like our families. We like what that we got to do this so long. I think... We don't feel like we accomplished it all yet. Maybe there's more for yep. us to say and do, and that's why we keep doing it. Um, I have known this guy for, Jesus, I'm not even going to say how many years because it's frightening. But uh, I think it's 30, buddy. I think it's 30 years, and uh, you are an exceptionally... The easy thing to say about you is that that people know is you're very talented and you're very hardworking, but you are an exceptionally loyal and nice person. Do yourself a favor. Uh, I howled out loud to the point where I was asked to shut up uh, <laughs> when I was watching uh, Adam's uh, Netflix uh, special. It's it's really unique. It's a great approach. And oh, what can I say? It's just pure entertainment the whole time. And I'm really happy for you. I love you. Thanks for the, all that, Conan. You too. You're the man. Yeah. I'm going to cut out all the stuff I just said, and then we're going to have you just say... <laughs> You demand, and we're going to repeat it, on, repeat it on a loop, and you're going to sound like an idiot. All right, Adam Sandler, everybody. Who you demand? 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 And now it's time for a segment called Conan O'Brien pays off the mortgage on his beach house. You know, it's only a matter of time until your check engine light comes on, which could equal an expensive repair bill, and a new engine can cost up to $6,000. Don't I know it. But this is why you need this product I'm about to mention right now. Okay. CarShield. Mm. CarShield offers plans with low monthly rates that you can pay for your expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. It's so nice to have that protection of CarShield. I know. I believe. That's my belief. Some people have other beliefs, maybe religious beliefs. I think CarShield. CarShield plans provide protection on up to 5,000 major parts and systems, including items like transmission, Mm. engine, even your entertainment system. Mm. Just call CarShield and choose the mechanic to do the work. CarShield administrators will handle the rest and save you money. Look, I saw your car today. You've got a beautiful car, but you've got to haul your family around in this car. This is a vital piece of machinery for you. You need Car Shield. I do. And you know, I you know I don't take care of my cars very well. So Car Shield it would definitely come in. You know, and also with their A rating from the BBB, don't ask me. Car Shield is the name you can trust to save you money on covered auto repairs. Now's the time to make the smart choice and protect yourself from the sky high auto repair bills. Visit carshield.com slash Conan. Save twenty percent today. Again, that's carshield.com slash Conan to save twenty percent. Visit carshield.com slash Conan to lock in your price today. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. This is unbelievable. I've been talking about this idea for years. I know. I want you to explain it more. I can. Okay. With NetSuite, 
You reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required access from anywhere. I had this idea years ago. (laughs) I was telling people no one listened to me. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems. Remember when I said that? Yeah. Because you've got one unified Unified business business management management suite. suite. You said that. Yeah. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math, man. Yeah. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash Conan, netsuite.com slash Conan. I'm going to say it one more time just for emphasis, netsuite.com. Slash Conan. Okay, now it's time for a segment Sona does not like called True or False with Sona Mobsession. Hmm. Sona, many of the arguments that we have in real life revolve around your memory or lack of memory. Is that true? I would say that's accurate. What do you think happens? I think that you ask me to do something... And then on my way to do it, I get distracted by a friend or something else. And then I just completely forget to do what you asked me to do. Mm -hmm. It's incredible because I've seen it happen. There was a time on the tour we just did where I really needed a banana and they were on the other side of the room. And I remembered saying they were on the other side of the room near where you were. And I said, could you grab me that banana? And you said, no problem. And you started to walk towards where the banana was. And on the way, you started talking to other people that were in the room, and then you went and sat down and didn't get the banana. Mm -hmm. And the people that were sitting with me were astounded. (laughs) They were astounded. And I looked at you and you were saying, what are you looking at me for, dude? And I wasn't even mad. I was more just- I didn't say that. What did you say? You always make make me sound like a, like a, duh, what? Oh, come on. Forget you. I forgot it. That's not what I do. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot it. And then you get mad at me. But how do you forget from going from one end of the room to the other? Because I got caught up in conversation and it's a banana. Who cares about a banana? But the thing is, it's so funny. I wasn't even that mad. I was more, I was more scared for you. Okay. I really did. I was in that moment. I thought we have to get you a CAT scan. Oh, No, I did. From a medical point of view, I consider myself a doctor. Uh, my knowledge of medicine, my dad's a doctor, so that makes me a doctor, just from being around him. I was just concerned for it, you. Wait, I, it, that's first of all, that's not true. It doesn't um, matter what I say to you because you'll forget soon anyway. <laughs> Come on, we're having I a good laugh. Also, oh wait, only I'm laughing. The problem is, is that when I forget to do something and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to do it. That's not enough for you. You're like, I want you to feel bad for not getting me that banana. Mm-hmm. And then when I just kind of am like, I forgot to do it for you. You're like, how can you just, you basically have this, like, how can you just sit there and just act like you I don't know God. how you can live when you know that you didn't get me that banana. <laughs> How can you continue to live? You've got to live with that the rest of your life. I do. I never feel as bad about it as you want me to feel. And I think that it upsets you. I think you feel bad about a lot. I think if I had, let's say I needed insulin to stay alive. Okay. And I was dying and I asked you to get my insulin the other side of the room, but you stopped halfway through because there was an episode of you tell me. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. And you started watching that and I didn't get it. And then I went into shock and then I passed away. You'd be at the funeral like, oh, oh, he didn't get his insulin. Boo hoo. TV show host didn't get his insulin. That's not what I would do. That was probably an extreme example. Yeah, I would say so. You dying compared to you just eating a banana? Oh, that was a good banana though. God. Well, you, you ended up getting up and getting it. I went so and got it myself. Fine. No, it was good. I learned. You ended up with You know what's great? I learned that I can go get a banana by myself. Good. That was a teaching moment. That's what I wanted to do. That's why I didn't get you a banana. I wanted to teach you that you could be self-sufficient <laughs> in getting your own fruit. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend with Sonam Obsessian and Conan O'Brien as himself. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco and Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Special thanks to Jack White and the White Stripes for the theme song. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. 
You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.